You're listening to Permission To, the podcast where we dive into the science and soul of owning your worthiness as a perfectly imperfect human being. I'm your host, Sam Jew, psychotherapist, positive psychology coach, mama to a beautiful five-year-old, Emily, and passionate advocate for living an inspired life. My aim is to show you that you have full permission to own your worthiness so that you can embrace your true nature and begin walking boldly toward your dreams. Let's dive in. So I'm so excited to have my beautiful friend and past client, Hayley Miranda here. Hayley is a multi-passionate, creative, uh, just generally beautiful, big-hearted human. And she's here to share a little bit about her permission granted journey and also her journey as a multi-passionate, creative human. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Sam. I appreciate it. So if we go straight into the juicy stuff, can Mm -hmm. you take back to you a few years ago and share a little bit more about where you were at and what led you to sign up to Permission Granted? Yes. For sure. I think it's been a couple of years. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, it has. Was that the first time you ran for permission granted as well? Yeah. Well, like it, it was actually. So it's like three end years. of twenty twenty. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right when COVID hit, yeah. I think. Mm. Look, I was in a very topsy turvy changing place in my life. I think I'd made a couple of really big decisions right before And I was trying to think about like how it came about that I found out about permission granted because I don't think that I followed you that much beforehand. And somehow, anyway, you were like one of the first people that I met in terms of, oh, I was just like trying to figure out who I was, I guess. I'd lost myself completely and I was looking for a community I was looking for some guidance. I was looking for someone to or something to help me figure out, yeah, who I was, who I am. Um, Yeah, who I was in that moment, I guess, is different to who I am now. But, yeah, I just left a really big relationship and had moved into a house by myself and was on the brink of, like, quitting my job maybe I'd already done that and it was probably perfect timing like yeah and I was trying to think also about what the journey was like Mm. working with you and all the other beautiful women and I think just being witnessed through that part of my life yeah yeah was like really important for me and probably gave me a lot of permission to try new things and figure out who I was and yeah all of those things but yeah I remember it's funny I've got such a good memory when it comes to my clients and mm. I think which just shows how much I, I'm kind of in it and love that holding space and I remember, yeah, you were like right on the cusp of quitting your job and I think you almost just needed like a little bit of a a loving, like, mm-hmm. yes, you know, we, we're holding you. And, yeah. yeah, you had just ended that relationship and um, 
Yeah, I just remember it being such a beautiful journey. And I know that you became really connected to a couple of the women in Permission Granted, particularly some of the Perth ones. Um, And yeah, so it, it was like, yeah, just beautiful timing that you found us right at that that transition stage Mm -hmm. um and what do you think was like the biggest mindset shift that you you noticed in yourself um since you know through permission granted I guess I think I was trying to reflect on this as well and maybe because it was such a long time ago I can't remember anything specific yeah but I know so deeply that it was part of the journey to where I am right now like there are there are things that I like don't even notice anymore or like don't stand out as permission granted things but a hundred percent there were yeah there are things that led me to the path that I am taking now I suppose yeah yeah and I think it's actually really beautiful to be chatting to you as someone who's ha- who you know who completed permission granted a couple of years ago because it is like yeah obviously some of the like specifics that you learn are going to be like less clear but to me what mm-hmm. it sounds like is that you've really kind of embodied some of those lessons and how 100%. would you say your life is different now from you know before oh you my god to now <laughs> <laughs> everything almost everything is different I think like there are very few people still in my life now that I knew back then like a lot of people have since come into my life and so don't even know the version of me that I was and I think oh my goodness yeah maybe like core values same like still I still am really passionate about the environment about creativity about the ocean and going in the ocean as frequently as possible and like health and wellness and those kinds of things so they're like and I think they are things that we carry with us for a lot of our life unless we're like determined to change those things I think those they're quite heavily embodied in us yes um but yeah pretty much everything else like the workplaces that I engage in that I have my own business and I like I was just thinking about this as well that I've had technically had my business for almost two and a half years and though it's been going through like it's gone through so much change over that time and evolution and periods of stagnancy or like but it's just been there the whole time that's pretty amazing like I probably don't stop and think about that enough and like all the things that you have to do as a small business owner that you don't even think about before you jump into it. Yes. Um, yeah. I remember <laughs> that I wish dove, that I knew. I feel like you yeah. dove really bravely into it too. Like I obviously never go and tell any of my clients, just go quit your job. Like, but 100%. You, I think you were like really ready to do that and you dove mm. in without you know sometimes people prepare and they research and but what I remember about you is you're just like nah like I'm just you just came to permission granted and you were shedding so much relationships jobs things that weren't good for you and you were very brave I think in taking those actions I think I do that I do take these like brave yeah. risks and <laughs> um 
there's a lot of learning in the like landing of that. Yeah. So I think one of the massive takeaways that I've had since mm. is like, don't quit your job as soon as you start your business. Yeah. Like it, having something, even if it's only one or two days a week, just to pay your bills, that would be like my, probably my biggest advice to anyone that wants to start a business is like, I know that it's, you think that you won't have enough time working on your business and that's the truth. You never will have enough time yeah, to work so on your business. But to have some like stability so that you're not relying on the business bringing in money allows so much more creativity because you're not stressed about it having to pay the bills. And I think that I didn't do that and yeah. I learned the hard way. Um yeah. So yeah, either that or if you have like a big amount of money that you're ready to invest and keep investing in the business because you do have to do that. Like I think I had in my mind that yeah. somehow I would just magically make money and it would pay for the business and it would pay for my life and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Not it. I yeah. was, yeah, I went through periods of like being so incredibly poor. It was ridiculous um, because of, that and I was like so determined to not have another job for so long yeah that yeah now it's very different for me um I and, so agree with yeah. you I think there's something about we've got this idea that you know your business to be successful it has to be like your whole income and yeah you quit your job straight away but I feel like it, there's a lot of um like we kind of need a sense of safety or security to be in business and when it is our own income and we haven't been in it for a long time, it can create a lot of stress, right? Um, mm -hmm. But I have a feeling now, so tell us a little bit about the blend of like work and business that you do now and how maybe it's different to before permission granted in terms of the kind of work you do and, and your business. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... I guess, so right now my life still looks very different to, you know, like six months ago and I have a lot on my plate at the moment and that's mm. my biggest challenge. So I was going from like not doing that much and not having enough energy or inspiration to invest time and energy in my business. So it's been like quite dormant for a while. But at this point my business looks like photography and videography which has been, yeah, I'm finally getting a little bit more, more of a love and, yeah, inspiration and creativity back around that because I also have felt like at, at times where my mental health has declined or I haven't been as good at looking after myself or all of that kind of thing, I don't have the capacity for making good work mm. and, Oh, another thing that I've, like a massive thing that I've learned throughout this process is if I don't, if I'm not loving what I'm doing and I'm not interested in it, I'm going to do a crap job about it, crap yeah. job at it. Like I need to be engaged and yes. love something to do a good job. Yeah. Which hard, <laughs> it means you can't do just the mediocre stuff. Yeah. which a lot of people can do and I'm a little bit envious of those people because mm. doing that mediocre stuff might provide 
for them to be able to do live the life that they do yeah. and do the things outside of work or whatever, but I just can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I've tried so many times. Um, anyway, I'm getting a bit off track. So, yeah, the business at the moment looks like mostly photography and I've been leaning into like doing a lot of film work, mm-hmm. which I love. Like I love it so much more than digital, but um, I think you have to have both or at the stage of my like skill set and um, portfolio and um, that kind of thing, I do have to work with both, yes. um, which is fine. I just, yeah, really enjoy the film, film. stuff more. Yeah. Yeah, and then at the moment I'm working two different jobs, both in like actually one. So I work at um, the South Beach Sauna, so in health and wellness stuff, yeah. and at a cafe in a gym. So both of those are not like my biggest passions. Yeah. Um, they're quite like customer-focused and yeah, going back to hospitality after so long, I really never thought I would do it again. But both of them provide me this space to connect with people who are interested in health and wellness. And I'm thinking about yeah. my future. And like, mm-hmm. I'm also studying breath work at the moment. And I want to do events and connect with customers and clients and that kind of thing. Um, and both of those allow me that access to that. and. Both of my um, bosses are just amazing as well. They're both like really inspirational people. And that's been really rare in my working career, I think, is like to be really inspired by and look up to my bosses. So, yeah, they're kind of the things that I have on my plate at the moment. So study, business and a couple of jobs. Yeah. Yeah. You're definitely, I can see like that multi-passionate like, you yeah you like to do lots of different things and Mm. so tell me like accepting that actually in the state the stage of business that you're at now it's it feels better for you to have like a part-time job for that steady income how do you think like accepting that about yourself and where you're at right now has supported you in business I think it allows me to do the things that I want to do. Like I can say no to the things that I don't want to do. Yeah. Um, with photography jobs, there's always going to be stuff that I'm not interested in or like don't feel like me or I know I'm not going to be able to produce the best results or whatever. Like mm-hmm. I'm not really shot in studio very much and so that probably wouldn't be my go-to because I would – feel like I couldn't necessarily deliver to the standard that I'd want to Mm -hmm. and I think there's great merit in pushing myself to do those things if they came up and that would be have to have to be something that I'd sit with Mm -hmm. um on each baby like yeah um but yeah I think it's allowed that and it's allowed me to think about the projects that I want to do for myself that are not necessarily paid or anything, but they're like just the creative things that I want to do, which I haven't had the room to think about or do for two years, you know, and I have such an interesting 
relationship with crea- creativity in mm. yeah anyway because yeah I finished my degree in 2019 so doing fine art but just was so incredibly creatively drained from that mm. that it took a really really long time to be able to come back to making anything at all um yeah and I guess photography was the first step in that and it's always been there it's always been the thing that I like come back to and do in my own time um yeah but even just the journey of like being able to call myself a photographer took me such a long time I was doing it yeah but I just couldn't I couldn't talk about it I couldn't be like yeah and I still struggle now interesting it is what it is yeah yeah is that like because I was thinking I don't know a lot about photography but it's not like you can necessarily get a qualification it's not like as qualification orientated um kind of creativity is it as maybe art or something like that Um, like I definitely feel like you can go and study it and I did some units at uni and you can go to TAFE and all of that kind of thing but I would say the same with like doing fine art at uni you don't need to if you really want to do it you can learn Mm. everything that you want to yeah it just is like a place to go to have access to a bunch of resources that maybe you don't have at home and a bunch of people that you can talk to to bounce ideas off of and people that have been in the industry yeah yeah and sometimes we create um, these rules don't we about like oh well I can call myself a photographer when you know one of my photos goes viral or when I'm earning this much money and and it's so interesting to kind of unpack where do those rules come from and who gets to decide who who calls someone a photographer you know like Mm -hmm. very interesting I have like imposter syndrome is so real as well. Yeah, Yeah. that's what I was curious if there's like a bit of imposter syndrome going on there as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, I've seen your work in it. It is incredible. Like, yeah, but I get it. Like there's just something about naming ourselves as something, isn't there, that it's like the the ultimate challenge. But I have a bit of a controversial question, I guess. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. In, and I talked to, I interviewed someone recently who's a poet um, and we were yeah. kind of talking about how she didn't study poetry and I was saying I wonder if that's almost a gift. Like do you think in some ways that maybe studying uh, art at university can, can be somewhat destructive for your creativity or, you know? That is firmly what I believe yeah. at this moment and I hope. Yeah that one day I'll get to a point where I can look back on that time just with gratitude, but I still, like I ran into someone just coincidentally a couple of weeks ago that's doing my degree. Yeah. Um, And we had a chat and I love having those conversations because um, you see a different perspective, but it also causes you to reflect. And there were definitely things that I took away. Like through that conversation, I came to remember that I loved having access to like the sculpture studio. I learned so much about like building stuff. I learned how to weld. I learned how to like do all of these things that I would have never had the opportunity to do if I hadn't done the degree. But 100% 
pushing through projects that I had lost the love of them to finish them, to get graded based Mm -hmm. on that, like really, really deeply affected me and the way that I create, Mm. have created since. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, there's almost this sense. I wonder if it's not the actual process of being at uni and studying fine arts, but the, the process of being assessed and constantly having your work critiqued. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's that. And then, yeah, I think like for, for me, as I was talking about before, that I really need to be passionate about something to do a good job. Yeah. I've like had to learn over this time, as in over the last couple of years, that like A, it's okay to be multifaceted. Like that was a big thing. Everyone tells you going into business that you need to focus on one thing. Yeah. And I definitely agree if you want to be an expert in your field yeah you need to dedicate most of your time to that one thing Mm -hmm. if you want to bring a whole lot of different stuff so like you know when I'm photographing people I think that my ability to hold space to Mm -hmm. ask questions to see deeper into someone to think about not just what it looks like through a photography lens but maybe like what my art history has brought to that like Mm. all of these different things make me the photographer that I am that's different to you know Johnny next door like and I kind of love that about myself now whereas I didn't before I was battling that for such a long time but being multifaceted having a different day each day like doing a bunch of different things that plays on a whole lot of different skills isn't always a bad thing. Yeah. Like, yes. you know. I, um, I want to shout that out to the people that are listening. <laughs> I think it's important. <laughs> yeah. Like there's no right way or one way to do business, is there? No. And I definitely think that like in the past, throughout my business history, when I haven't had clarity on like what I wanted to do and what I wanted to provide and deliver, people can tell. Yeah. And I wasn't effective at communicating those things. Yeah. And like that, I understand that now. Mm. So that having like, because it's really funny because only in the last like couple of months have people been like, oh, you're a photographer now. And I was like, oh, not really like I've been this the whole time but maybe I just wasn't communicating that well and now because my Instagram feed is purely photography yeah people are like oh that's what she does yeah I think so there's there's a place for both like I think you still need to have clarity Mm -hmm. and focus which I struggle with as well but um it doesn't mean that you, yeah, you just have to do one thing, maybe separating them out yeah. or, um, yeah, even on even if you're using the same Instagram feed and the same business, it's just like having them clearly defined, whatever it is. Um, but, yeah, I think being multifaceted is a gift because not everyone can do that. Yeah, and I think you've just, like, so clearly articulated it's about communication like actually our community are so capable of 
accepting the fact that we do more than one thing as long as mm-hmm. we communicate each thing really clearly, which come like mm-hmm. we have, that starts from within, doesn't it? Yes. And I can relate, even though I'm not necessarily like a creative, but in my coaching and in my psychotherapy, I have continuously been told that I should like niche my marketing and like really target like one specific problem. But the magic of Permission Granted has always been the diversity of women, you know, like I remember you were in the first year of Permission Granted and like all the other women were mamas and I was like, oh my God, mm-hmm. this is going to be okay for Haley." But <laughs> it was actually so beautiful, the, you know, the, the blend. And so I've always said to any like business or marketing coach who said, oh, you really need to like niche down. I've just gone, I just can't, like <laughs> it just doesn't feel right. I know that yeah. in some ways my business journey has maybe been made a little bit harder for that reason, but yeah sometimes you've got to be true to what lights you up as well you know yep yeah because like what happens if you did do that yeah and like yes the business went off in one direction and like you were getting all the sales and blah 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 but you hated showing up yeah like my clients it didn't feel like you yeah yeah they would hate it I actually accidentally stumbled on a niche in that I've always known I'm a highly sensitive person and then all of a sudden I just kind of started looking at things and going oh actually like the majority of people that are attracted to working to me like they really feel things quite deeply um and so like I've I have kind of stumbled across like that there is a common link in in some of the work Mm -hmm. that I do but it's still I'm still not like willing to niche into like a very specific thing and I really admire Mm -hmm. that about with your creative pursuits um so in terms of being multi-passionate like what do you think in a nutshell is like the shadow and the light of that like the the great about the great things about it and the, the not so great things about it? Um, I think I've also learned that I identify with a lot of the ADHD spectrum mm. things. Yes. So I feel like and learning about that stuff more, it makes so much sense Yeah, for me. I'm like, Oh my God. Okay. Um, so I think that that, like, I think I'm just like this way inclined anyway. And yes, it is about, so the light, I always dreamed of a life where Mm. each day looked different anyway. Like I don't, I've tried doing the same thing every day and it wasn't me. It didn't feel like me. And I grew and probably at different phases of my life, I didn't know, like now I can identify that that didn't feel like me. But at that time, it felt like depression or anxiety or like these other things that we, because, yeah, I just wasn't being true to who I am. But, yeah, so I guess that is great that I have a different day every day. Um, what other light? Yeah, I suppose, um, I guess what I said before about photography in terms of that I bring this really diverse skill set to this thing Mm. that not many other people can do. Yeah. Um, which I have only gained through doing a million different things and trying a million different things and learning what resounded 
and what came naturally and all of those things. Yeah, because I don't think that I even tried. I think it felt like I just naturally stepped into facilitator roles. Like I've always been chosen as like a leader throughout, you know, since I was mm. in primary school. So that obviously like resonates with people. But yeah, when I first started the business and was doing events and things and just stepping into a facilitator role, that just came so naturally to me. It was so easy. I just felt in flow in those moments. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I couldn't, would have never figured that out if I hadn't tried stuff mm. and failed at stuff and whatever. It's like one um, of your is experimentation, isn't it, you know, like mm. being able to give yourself permission to try out different things without feeling like you have to perfect it, you know. And I've been to one of your, um, I remember when you first started exploring your business and I went to like this amazing circle that you facilitated and it was just so good. And it just felt like, yeah, you had been doing that work for years. Mm, That's so interesting. I've thought about that event so many times. And I think, I honestly think it was probably one of the best things that I've ever run, Mm. even though it was my first and I was like, completely thrown off and had no expectation and like no idea what I was doing yeah but it just worked so well um there's definitely a lot of dark stuff to being multifaceted I think Mm -hmm. the focus and attention I want to do everything all of the time and this has been something that's like very present in my life at the moment is I'm trying to do so many different things and be good at so many different things and improve at so many different things that I kind of am getting nowhere. So Mm -hmm. having to just take a step back and like pick a few things that I really want to focus on and I find that so hard. Like it's so unnatural to to me. Yeah. Mm. Get that. So... Yeah, maybe having some guidance with that. Like I just came from my therapy session. She's like, all right, this is what we're going to do. <laughs> this is what you need to do to have help with that. Love it. Um, yeah. So I guess it's just finding some support systems and that kind of thing to try and help make that process easier. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm quite prone to distraction and I'm like such an ideas person as well. And so I'll just have a million ideas, all these cool things that I want to do and they could all have validity. Yes. But if I just like put all of them in play like a tiny bit, again, they go nowhere. It's like maybe, yeah, yeah, I haven't worked it out yet. I think I need a better system of maybe recording those things and the things that stick and stay for a while and that I come back to or... you know are in the back of my mind for months or even years I think they're the things that I should focus on and I think that's the case that's what happened with breathwork was yeah I did my first breathwork journey probably similar time to when I started um, permission granted it was like a few weeks after that relationship ended and it's now like it's you know two and a half years later Mm. that I'm like I'm known for a long time that this is something that I wanted to do but because it persisted 
Mm. I finally actioned it and yeah, I'm doing that. So yeah, maybe that's a good way to think about it is just have a system to record all of these things yeah. that come into my mind and come into my body and like downloads and all of yeah. the things. Yeah. And then what stays there and what keeps coming back. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love that. Mm. I love listening to your process of like, it's almost like you're coaching yourself and talking yourself through what works for you. And I know like whenever I launch something, my brain tends to come up with like a hundred other ideas whilst I'm trying to be Mm -hmm. in like that launch mode, which Mm. requires like real focus. And so something I've learned to do is like record my ideas in a notebook and then come back to it later when I finish the thing that I need to focus on because for me it was a bit of self-sabotage it was like oh you know I'm a little bit nervous about this I don't know if I want to keep going so I'm going to come up with like 20 other ideas um yeah but your ideas sound like they're just constant like you have a mind that's so creative you just always have ideas whereas I really only get ideas a lot when I'm in launch mode (laughs) so funny that's so so interesting yeah I wonder what it is about that launching process that like facilitates your like imagination expanding yeah I don't know I think at the beginning it was a little bit of avoidance like my coach kind of picked on it because I'd be like okay I really want to launch permission granted but like I'm a week into it and it's feeling hard and I'm thinking about like 10 other things Mm -hmm. Um, yeah but then, so it, it was probably more when I was, you know, first learning how to do that. So I don't think it happens as much, but yeah, I definitely don't have creative ideas like coming to me all like every day, like you do. So um, I just it's love during, how different our brains yeah. are, how different everyone yeah. Um, I and think it's, it's like I can facilitate yeah. when those times happen as well. And they de- yeah, it definitely goes up and down. Yeah. But I think I'm maybe coming into a more openly creative time of my life, which I haven't been. Like I've been very much in like survival mode for a while and just purposely practising creative things. Like I bought myself a new watercolour set of like beautiful handmade watercolours to try and inspire me to create things with mm. that and it's just like little things and it's being more conscious and bringing more of those times into my life yeah and then maybe that gets the creative creativity ticking again yeah mm. I love that and um something that comes up in permission granted every year is mm-hmm. like this idea I feel like we have so many rules especially as women that like we have to spend all of our time making money and being productive And I love this concept of like being permission to be creative just for the sake of creativity, like just for the joy and pleasure of it, rather than it always having to be tied to, you know, getting a book published or selling your art or making money. I'm really Mm. curious, like if you have any advice for any of our listeners around, you know, how to give yourself that permission to just be creative without there being an outcome tied to it. I think this is something that I really struggle with and like still I'm probably getting a little bit better at it now. Yeah. But I have been there like when especially when you're struggling financially and you're like what can I do that yeah. can make me some money or like yeah. what creativity can I turn like what can I sell blah blah blah. And there's still challenges that come up with that mm. with this 
but it would be book yourself into a session. Like whatever you're slightly curious about or interested in, go and do a class. Like even if it's just a casual class because it's time. It's like designated time for that creativity. You're around other people. Yeah. Like for me, entering into those spaces, I feel so much pressure to be good because I've studied art. Yeah. And that becomes my barrier. Um, but, you know, like a life drawing class or pottery or whatever. And if you just even like bring a friend or a partner, so you kind of have to be, yeah, all going by yourself is scary as well, but like even more amazing because you're going to meet other people. And you're probably going to talk to them there and never talk to them again. Or you might meet someone amazing. You never know. Mm. But I think it's much harder to do it on your own when you're yeah. at home mm. and not go into your mind about it, yeah. I suppose. Because I'm always like, yeah, what do I have to? Or what? Yeah, what? I don't know. I think I've played a little bit more maybe outside. Like if I go and just take my watercolours and a thing like brushes and um, paper down to the beach and just give myself half an hour of that instead of like it's probably avoidance of writing in my journal <laughs> like whatever. But um, just moments like that, little snippets of things yeah. um, where you don't have to paint anything realistic, just paint whatever comes into your mind or do paint something realistic if that gives you inspiration um, to start with. But, yeah, definitely doing it around other people. A bunch of girlfriends, just hold a wine night at your house and get everyone to bring something creative, like a little craft theme. Or there's plenty of, like, these kinds of places around. But I'd say that that's a good starting point. I love, like, this conversation because I feel like you're being really honest, like you're saying, like, I have these tools and these ways around this, but I still also struggle with it as a creative And I feel Mm -hmm. like my audience, like not all of them are necessarily going to be like qualified artists or creatives, but they have this yearning to create or just do something for the joy of it. So I think it's like a very permission giving, you know, conversation Mm. to hear that even a creative, you know, even a like qualified. A hundred percent. That's trouble. Yeah. We put so much pressure. Yeah. And like, I think even like another step below that, if in, if you find painting or watercolour or drawing intimidating, even still, mm. do collage. Yes. That's always, like, messy as, but yeah. fun. <laughs> just get a bunch of magazines from an op shop, get a bunch of people over, just p- cut out, like, colours that you like or, you know, making a vision board is always really fun or, um, yeah, like making a poem but having to cut out all the letters. Just do stuff that we did as kids. Yeah. Play a little bit more. Um, and yeah, know- or clay. I love clay like because it's yeah. so visceral and you have to get your hands in it. Yeah. And I know like dance is not necessarily art but or, or painting, but for me it's it comes back to like when I started my dance journey a couple of years ago, like I'm not someone who's like naturally good at dance but I really enjoy it and it, it's like, mm-hmm. when did this thing happen to us that makes us feel like we can only do something if we're really good at it or if the finished product is really polished? Like, can't we just go and paint just for the sake of it and yeah. feel like the joy of it? Like, um, or, yeah, same with dance. And I think I think that's another way 
to to reframe it isn't it like you know that you, it doesn't have to be good it doesn't have to be available mm. to- I think we all battle with that yeah yeah I hugely like stop mm. myself from doing things yeah. from this fear of looking stupid like I don't know what I'm doing all the time yeah my life is like riddled with those things but yeah I didn't even think about art dance but like such a good example and it's scary going sometimes it's scary going to classes like I know you've been so committed to going to um TDC not (laughs) Not since I had a second baby I've been slack (laughs) but it's on my yeah I struggled with that too (laughs) and like it was a lot of pressure and that I wanted to be really good and I wasn't as good as the other people in the class and there was like I was having anxiety attacks before going into every class and so I just like stopped but there are there are spaces that you can do it more casually and yes you know like we kind of think of um things like ecstatic dance as being like really hippie and that kind of thing it's amazing it's like the best thing I've ever done yeah because there's no judgment and you move your body how it wants to move which can feel really unnatural to begin with especially Mm -hmm. if we have like a trained dancer background or whatever and you're used to being given certain steps and blah 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 so it's a challenge but you can also stand on the sidelines and just watch other people and get inspiration from that and there's no judgment about that either yeah whereas that's yeah and there's like no lights no lycra and all of those kinds Mm -hmm. of places that allow you to just get a bit more in your body and expressing yeah which is really important Yes, I love that. I feel like maybe we should put a few, I might put a few links to those classes for anyone in Perth um, who's listening. Uh, but mm. I'm sure they're around, like around the whole world. You know, yeah. Opportunities yeah. to dance without any lights on and to dance without any worries or, you know, needing to get mm-hmm. it perfect or just right. Um, yeah. yeah. I think expression is like what makes us human, right? Yeah. Like that's our gift. Like, other animals I guess can sing or like whatever but expressing in whatever way feels naturally to you singing in the shower or dancing at no light light, (laughs) no no lights no lycra or doing an amazing painting like there are all ways of expression that we are so deeply ingrained in us as humans yeah even like the end of permission granted two years ago um maybe the one after you I think um I'm trying to it's mm. all like blurred into one beautiful experience <laughs> for me but I remember there was like yeah we we finished off with like pleasure as a month and um yeah there were so many women just doing like mindful coloring in or like someone did like mm-hmm. by numbers like you know like yeah. it can just be like a creative release as well can't it, it doesn't have to be this you know really technical experience yeah 100% yeah Mm. so if people want to kind of follow along on your journey and find out more about your work like where do you most hang out um I'm not very good at doing that (laughs) I should be better um probably Instagram is like Hayley Miranda and I am gonna make another one for breathwork when that becomes a thing if you're interested in learning more about breath and that kind of thing um 
www.hayleymiranda.com is my website currently trying to upload some more stuff and do some changes on there so things are a bit more clear and it's easier to work with me and know how to do that um but yeah they're probably the main places I suppose yeah for where I'm at currently yeah we'll drop all those links in the notes as well but thank you so much for just sharing so like beautifully and authentically like really really appreciate you thank you Sam it's always a pleasure